Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the Buy the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to anyone and everyone who supports us, specifically to all the students, students in Buy the Hood University, um, as well as our Buy the Hood ownership camp. Salute to everybody. We definitely appreciate everything. Uh, my partner, Corey, is not here today. He had to handle some business for the, for the organization, but I'm holding it down nonetheless. As you know, our platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work, building businesses, and just putting out positive energy into our community. This brother that I have here with me today is, is a member of our community, man, who's doing amazing things as an investor and trader. And he is now a published author, man. So I want to celebrate this brother and bring him on and have a conversation with him, man. I got my brother Jose here. Jose, what's up, good brother? I'm good, good brother. Today is an awesome day. It's been a great birthday weekend, to be honest. Yeah, man. Happy birthday to you as well, man. So, um, you know, before we jump into your background, though, what has the support been like for this new uh, this new book you just released? Overwhelming, in, in a good way. Like literally, since uh, I dropped the post, I'm responding to people on a minute by minute basis from as far away as the Netherlands. So, wow. this is, yeah, this is super super overwhelming. Hey, listen, man, you put good energy out there, man. It comes back when you, when you, you know, you, you have a product or something to come out there, man. So, but let's talk about you. Let's talk about you, man. So, um, you know, you are an investor, you're a trader, you're, you're a member of multiple of our communities and, you know, we talk all the time, but tell us about your background. Where are you born and raised? Uh, born and raised Bronx, New York. Uh, I grew up mainly in Harlem though, uh, with my grandmother and I've lived here all my life. My dad's from Puerto Rico. I've never been, so I'm going to take a trip there probably next year. And my mom is from North Carolina. I took a trip there in June. Okay, so you said you're from the BX, but you said raised in Harlem? Yep. So I'm All right, from so the river. Got you, got you. So you're a New York kid through and through, huh? Yes, sir. All right, so, so let me ask you a question. I, um, during your upbringing, um, what was your upbringing like? You know, uh, what schools did you go to and things like that? Elementary, I went to PS 50, was it 57 in the Bronx. Um, didn't have much, you know, like many people in the Bronx. So my, my aunt, who I was raised by, did the best that she could. And then I custody got transferred to my grandmother, and she did the same as my, my aunt, but she gave me more freedom to learn on my own, which is the reason why I'm, I've always been moving in a hungry fashion to learn and grow. Okay, so so during that upbringing, um, what were some of your plans? Like, what did you want to do when you got older, when you were a kid? Did you have any, like, you know, plans or, you know, just going with the flow? No, I actually wanted to be a teacher. Uh, okay. I wanted, to, I wanted to teach English. Uh, I love, love reading. I read up to about three to four books a month um, when I have time. So I really wanted to teach, I was, I, you know, I wanted to teach kids how to enjoy the written language. Um, and then when I was in my 20s, I got into a spite of trouble, and now I can no longer be a teacher um, classically. Let me not say I can't be a teacher, but I can't be a classical teacher with a license. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
All right. So like, so, so getting in trouble in your twenties, right. How, how difficult was it bouncing back from that? The first couple of years, it was difficult, like lack of opportunities, lack of access. So I spent that time going back to school. I got my associates in graphic design and I launched my first graphic design business at 24, which completely failed. I was little prepared for like owning a business and managing it. Um, and then I got with my brother Opa, and we've launched Conscious Apparel. We've been doing business for about 22 years. Um, wow. since, yeah, 2003. Yeah, almost 20 years. Wow. Okay. So, so you, you figured it out. Basically you, you figured it out. Yes, sir. That, that's amazing, man. Congratulations on, congratulations on that. Cause a lot of times people go through things and, um, they don't find a way to bounce back. Right. So you found a way Stop. to bounce back. Yep. Stop yeah. There. So this mm -hmm. is one of our, this is our, the alpha con series. So this is just the alphabets with many of our icons. So this is Ali. So Let me ask you this question though. All right, so what was it that kept you um, moving forward when you like you know you faced that adversity? Like, so what 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 kept you like pushing to, to keep going? I don't like losing. I'm a Leo through and through, so we always. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I heard that. I heard that. I heard that. I heard that. Listen, um, so now you mentioned something. I you know I generally ask this question later, but you brought it up now about your love of books, right? So, as someone who's a, a bibliophile, a lover of books, what what would you say are some of your favorite books that help you throughout this journey um, of of becoming who you've become in terms of being a business owner, investor, trader, and now an author? Um, what are some of your favorite books? So that'd be one. Just give me a couple of your favorite books that helps you. Oh, I started. I'm gonna say Shakespeare, uh, Romeo and Juliet was like my entry into like loving language like I've, I've read that book every year since i was about seven and it's been my favorite favorite book of all time um and then i started getting into egg and pole tori morrison um wow. the autobiography of malcolm x really got me on some like you gotta develop your mind so you can achieve your greatness um because watching his transition from poverty criminal to unforgettable like this this brother really did what was supposed to be done he achieved mm -hmm. levels yeah. of greatness that a lot of us don't um so yeah. following him his 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 path was like something that was really important for me so that's the reason why like i really do love books all right let's talk about this love of shakespeare man because because that's 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 different right <laughs> it, it's not too it's not too often you hear a brother talk about love for shakespeare Right. And, you know, and, and I'm guilty of slandering. Not that I slander Shakespeare. I understand the important the importance of his work. But for me, it just wasn't culturally relevant. What was it about Shakespeare that, that kind of drew you in? And, and maybe you had a better teacher, too, because another thing I think about is this. Sometimes teachers um, in retrospect, like looking back, aren't able to relate some of Shakespeare's works to something that you might be going through, which is why I said it's not culturally relevant. So maybe you had a great teacher. Maybe you had a great teacher. Um, but what was it about Shakespeare that you it, it wasn't a teacher. What it was was how he was able to create imagery with words. Okay. That's really hooked me. It was just like, I, like you can read Shakespeare with no stimuli outside of just the words, and you can envision everything. And that's that's why I was just like, oh, words. That that's that's the gatekeeper. I mean, no, that's true. I mean, I feel the same way about Sister Soldier, though. Like, <laughs> 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 Ice is one of my top ten books. 
it's just that it's just that her work resonated with me because of like it was culturally relevant. You know what I mean? Like, and I guess that was my issue. But anyway, I find that interesting that you know you have a um, a love of Shakespeare, right? So that's different. So um, that's amazing, man. So now you have your um your company that you've created. You said you've been in business multiple decades at this point, which is amazing. Congratulations again with that. Now, I know you as a trader and investor. So let's talk about your trading and investing journey. How'd that happen? So 2017, I got into the Abacus based on a post that I randomly saw mm -hmm. on my timeline. So I actually reached out to James and he sent me the information. I dived into the, the lessons and it just it just stuck. And it was it was immediately important for me to like materialize what the, the courses gave. Right. So going through that first season of the Abacus where you're just learning the importance of money, why you should be invested. I really like I bought in immediately. Like I was taking 10, 20 percent of my income and putting it directly into investments um, since 2017. What was it about um, the, the lessons about why you need to invest? What was it that resonated with you when you first learned about investing and the importance of doing so? Something it had to be a reason it clicked. What was yeah. it that made it click? It was my children. Like I was looking at their lives and what I wanted for them versus what I had growing up. So I grew up poor, so I was making choices from a poverty mindset. So I, I was selling drugs, I was running the streets, I was doing dumb shit while still learning and growing. And I did mm -hmm. not want my children to ever have to make those same type of decisions. So investing was my way of making sure that they had some solid foundation to never have to make those type of decisions. Okay. Oh, man, that's powerful. So, I mean, your, your kids helped you grow, right? <laughs> a lot of times we talk about helping the, the, the youth grow, but they helped you grow as a person. Yeah, man. Listen, um, your journey is crazy, right? Because, you, you, you know, you talk about some of the challenges that you face. You even talk about getting into trouble. But now you're all positive energy and in terms of what you put out there. Um, and you're helping others as well. Um, talk about your relationship with, uh, with with Lance, because I know that you and Lance are very tight and, and, and Lance is, a, you know, a legend in my eyes. Um, and she's one of the greatest people I've ever met. And I know that you two are tight. So how did you end up like studying with her and, and training with her? Um, I've, I think I've always been running with Lance, like just watching her movements, watching how committed she is to making sure that she was performing in a way that she that made sense to her. And I liked how she was doing it, how she was going about it. Um, I took a demo version of high tech options early and I still wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And so in June, she was having a meetup with uh, her and Sharika was having a meetup in North Carolina. And I was like, I'm gonna attend one of these meetups. Plus I wanted to actually meet them. Like these are some serious, serious investor and trader people. Like, women seriously they kill the game um and so i wanted to sit down with them in person so i made it like i made it a reality immediately um i, I sold some crypto to actually attend the training and I, you know normally you're supposed to be holding a crypto for 10 plus years i was like nah nah I'll, I'll, this, is a, this is an investment for me and the training solidified some of the things i wasn't paying attention to like your mental aspect of trading is just as important as making sure that you're on the right side of the trade. Um, yeah. It's more I'm, a type one, I'm a type one diabetic. So if my emotions aren't stable, 
my sugar will oftentimes run up. Um, so Lance has really been really, really helpful with making sure that I'm keeping my, my mental game at a level place where I'm not overreacting, over responding to a trigger in the market. Mm, amazing. Her, yeah, her chart, her chart game is unmatched. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, there's yeah, we can, nothing. Yeah, we call her Kobe. She's called Kobe, Kobe on the charts, man. Yeah, oh, so yeah. um, salute, salute to Lance for her work, man. I know you guys are working tight. Let me ask you this question as a trader, right? What has trading taught you about yourself? Um, I, I like patience. Like, that's really what it was like i saw when i was looking back at all my trades previously to attending the training and then now the amount of impatience i had in the beginning when i started trading options was the reason why i was losing because even when i was winning i was winning poorly right so i would have i had a, a my first engagement i had a over three thousand percent gain and did not pull the trigger like keep my profit and lost it all Mm. Um, because I felt like, oh, I can get more, right? Creating that is always going to give you more. You just got to be patient. Lack of greed. Yeah, yeah. Greed, greed too. That, that being greedy too, right? Three thousand percent is nothing to sneeze at, man. You got to take this, <laughs> take your, yeah. learn to take profits and run, man. Yeah, I, I think that's interesting. I like to ask traders like, what is trading taught them about that? I think when you start to trade, trading will always like teach you about yourself, like something you need to learn about yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's talk about your um your next foray, right? So you, you released a book um today as we record this. Your book is just released, and you know we were having a conversation. I said let's come on and talk about it because you know being a published author is a big deal. A lot of times we don't put that kind of style. It's a big deal. Like that, your book is going to outlive you, right? So when you put words out there, those words will be there even when you're no longer here. And you talked about it being a journey of 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 getting to put this book out. Tell us about that journey. Why? You know, you said what ten years? Yeah, a little over ten years. Um, so I started writing the book when I was in my mid twenties, and I've always thrown away versions of the book, restarted it, throw those away. And then I just kept holding myself back. Um, and then I watched my ex-wife create two published books in a matter of two years. Right. And she was always like, why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? And I was like, nah, it's not for me. It's not for me. So I was actually living my life in fear of what could possibly happen if I actually released the book. Um, mm. And then talking with a therapist friend of mine, she said, step into your fear, not away from it. And so mm. this year has been the goal of just that, stepping into uncomfortable spaces. Let's talk about that, right? Because um, you're open about that as well. And I think that's important, uh, the fact that um, you, you have a therapist and you use it to help you um, along your journey in life. What has therapy meant to you? Hmm. Clarity. Clarity. If you don't know the reasons why you you shy away from your own greatness, you'll continue to fail. And that, that's just, you'll fail in every aspect. You'll fail financially, you'll fail romantically, you'll fail, period, because you're not holding yourself accountable to the things that are stopping you from achieving what you want. So therapy really will show you like, all right, these are your issues. Now let's look at how do we create solutions now that we can identify what the issues are. How did you learn to embrace therapy, right? So you come from the BX Harlem, you know, we all come from the same type of environment. So you know that in our environments, therapy is is looked at differently than, than other places, right? So we're not taught to go to therapy. How did you um 
overcome that and decide this is something that you need to do like to improve yourself? Uh, when I started taking my uh, illness of diabetes, seriously. Um, so when I got with Beth Israel's diabetic clinic, they give you immediately a therapist, um, a nurse, an educator, and an endocrinologist. So you have a team that's committed to making sure that you can take care of yourself. And my therapist at the time was a lovely white woman who really sat me down and was like, there's nothing that's stopping you other than you. That was her very first introduction to me was, you are the reason why you're holding these issues. And each week we would just go over some different factors. And the only reason why I'm not seeing her now is because we got to that point where we were discussing race. And I immediately saw the disconnect. And then I had to move on from our, our, our relationship like that. It wasn't going to work. Mm, but interesting. That's interesting too. So, so did you find a black therapist? I'm still working on it. I'm okay. Bit of time scheduling. So, but I've gotten a lot of good leads and advice to find a, a black therapist. So I, I reached out to Blackman Hill. So I'm just waiting for a response email, um, to see what kind of services they can offer. Yeah. Um, but I, I am a strong advocate that mo many of us should see a therapist at least weekly. Yeah. Shout to. Shout to Black Man Hill. Shout to Doug from Black Man Hill. Good brother. So, yeah, they do amazing work. Um, that's interesting, though, man. Thank you for sharing that because I think that, you know, um, we need to have those conversations, right? Um, and you're very transparent about it, which is amazing. So, um, but this book, right? What Tell us about the book. What are you writing about? What are you talking about in the book? What's the book about? So, I have been a habitual cheater most of my life. Um, so, this book is the romantic notions of what has been in my head is I don't do attached relationships. I've never had a long-term relationship. Um, so a lot of the book are just conversations I've had in my head about women I've been with, women I've envisioned being with. Um, yeah. So that's how the book came about. Interesting. Ho, oh, oh, ho, this is interesting. You're like a real renaissance man. So you're a trader, you know, you're a business owner, and you write poetry about um, being a habitual cheater, right? <laughs> well, let me, let me phrase. I used to be a habitual cheater. Okay, uh, you used to be. Okay, clean that yeah, up. Yeah. Now, um, I want to be that guy. Like, I've never been that guy. Like, I've never been a boyfriend or, like, a solid love interest to a woman. Um, and I, I want to be that but I don't know what that actually entails. Like I know what it looks like when you go on dates, you buy flowers, but I've never been there. So I want to explore that now that I'm 40. And you know what I mean? Like I'm in my- No, 40s. that's interesting though. So, so, so I guess, interesting, man. Yeah, you took this, this conversation somewhere else. You said you don't know what that looks like. So I guess, have you never had an example of that in front of you? Is that what it is? No, no never. Um, <laughs> My my parents were never married, and they mm -hmm. didn't raise me, so I didn't have a, 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 a close relationship with my mom. My mom died when I was, I want to say, 14. And at the time that she died, I was super angry at her. Mm. And my relationships with women in the beginning, right? So in my early development with women, it was primarily a lack of connection with my mom that made sure I never had a connected relationship with a woman as I was developing. When I got into my 20s, I was able to fully acknowledge that it's not my mother's fault, it's my choices that are continuing to impede my ability to maintain a relationship. 
um, that took some serious self-work. Like I had to really look at what I was doing and why I was doing it. Um, and then I found out I was a diabetic and felt my own mortality and I wanted something to say I was here. So I was in this big run of, oh, I gotta, I gotta have children. But I did not take into account who I was having children with. And that made a major difference when we got divorced and I had to start looking at like, why wasn't I able to meet her where she was and help mm-hmm. her to meet where I was, right? Um, so it was a lot of disconnect between my intention with having children and then having a partner. Interesting. Man, you've done a lot of self-work, man. I, I could tell just because um, you, you're self-aware. You know what the issues are. Yeah. And many of us don't even get to that point when we know what the issues are. Or we're in denial of what the issues are. But it seems like, <laughs> it seems, it seems like you've come to, come to terms with that. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so man, thank you for sharing. Listen, man, you're a very transparent brother, man. I love it. I love it. So um, the book now. So the book is, what, is, is poetry, right? Yes, sir. But that that's what it uh, that's what um it all stems from. Yeah. Um, now I'm looking forward to reading. I, I I definitely ordered my copy. I'm looking forward to reading it. Um, to 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 see to see uh, see you have these conversations with yourself, right? <laughs> Let me ask you this question, right? Uh-huh. Doing all the work that you've done on yourself in terms of therapy, um, just reflecting and 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 lot, all the self work. How has that affected you as a business owner, a trader, an investor? How has it affected you in, on the, from the business side when you do all the work on yourself? Are they connected? They, well, I wouldn't say they connected, uh, but it does help to have done the self work when you're managing a business because now you're not placing any undue expectations on yourself as a business owner. You do the, the self work, you know how to manage your emotional expectations of people and problems. So I, I look for solutions and being clear about why I want this to work this way. But then also being um, able to work with other people. Um, like I said, a, lot, a large part of my early development, I was scorched earth. Everything had to go. And I did not hold myself accountable for my anger issues a lack of being able to communicate effectively. Um, but now I've gotten, I've gotten a little bit better. Uh, every day is a, a work. Um, but I'm now able to sit down and go, okay, these are the pathways that I want to take. This is how I'm, I'm going to be able to strategically do the things that I want to do. And these are the people I need to be mentoring with or working with directly to achieve those goals. Okay, nice. Let me ask you this question. Um, you've talked about a lot of your struggles and things you've dealt with. What would you say is the biggest hurdle that you had to overcome in your journey to get you to where you are today? Being transparent, being 100% accountable to me first. Uh, a lot of my hindrances was I was never taking account of what I was doing and why I was doing so being able to first be accountable to yourself, forgiving yourself, giving yourself grace, patience, whatever you want to call it, but putting you before other people first is the first step to achieving what you want to achieve, for me at least. I don't know about other people, but I was literally, I would work to make everybody else happy around me, but never make myself happy. 
Um, I didn't know what that actually meant, making myself happy. You know, like when you grow up broke, um, I remember my first summer youth job, I was giving my grandmother like 70% of my check and then living off of 30%. And even as I continued to like go to work, it was still the same routine. And I was never putting future me in a place of empowerment by doing it that way. I was literally limiting my own growth by focusing on other people's ability to maintain themselves. Man, sheesh. You said a lot right there, bro. That's 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 heavy. And I know a lot of us do that, specifically in our community. Um, we're 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 that's how we are, you know. That that's what happens, you know. Um, we take care of a lot of our elders and we have responsibilities that others don't because because of resources. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have money four and five generations deep. It changes, you know what I mean. But when you're starting, when you're the first one to start to try to build wealth, it's a lot to uh, you know put on your shoulders, man. So amazing, man. So let me ask you this question: The book is out now. Um, you know, you, you still have your business running strong. You're trading, you're investing. What's the future for Jose? What What are you looking to do in the future? Uh, real estate. Like that's that's my next journey in the next couple of years is to either purchase undeveloped land and build my. Uh, container home. So I love Monique because Mo literally is the container developer. Like that's what she does. I follow her page for that. Yeah, that's family. Mojo, family. Shout to Mojo. That's family. Listen, that that four-letter, what is her her, her thing, four-letter word? Yeah. Yeah, I I love it. I love it. Um, But yeah, that's my next next journey is to get into real estate um, so I can give my children a stable environment that's theirs, right? Mm-hmm. So thing in New York literally means you're paying someone else, but you mm-hmm. own the space. Um, but having your own space, having your own land, having your own home, it creates a, a sense of betterment or empowerment. I should say not betterment, but empowerment when you own something, right? So I've been teaching my children ownership since they were young. Like I said, I got into investing in 2017. I think my children were about six, seven. So they've been learning this as I've been learning it. And while they really don't care, by their actions, though, you can see that they understand that it allows them to be free. Like my daughter is self-teaching herself Japanese. Nice. Doesn't, you know, she there was no reason for her to do it. She was just like, nah, I just want to do it. And she's really, really good at it. Like, um, my son, he's always in the cars, but he's also secretly been listening and holding in this information about investing. And, and it's amazing to watch him talk to adults about investing at 13, 14 years old and being able to have a real deep conversation about it. Like he put me on to what's that game that everybody's in? Uh, Fortnite. Uh, what is mm-hmm. it? Roblox. 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 So he alerted me to Roblox at the IPO date. And I, you know, I, I, I'm not into that, but he was like, dad, you got to do it. You got to do it. So I was like, all right, well, listen, you achieved this level in school and I'll get you some shares of Roblox as a gift for achieving that, that level. Yeah. He was like, all right. So then I just watching him try to figure out like, how's he going to manage that so he can get the amount that he wants. is amazing. He did the same thing to me with Tesla. Um, he was looking at Tesla back when Tesla was like $300. And I was like, nah, I'm not fooling with it. I'm not fooling with it. By the time I got into Tesla, it was 400 some change. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I did sell off my, my Tesla position, um, 
I, it was a huge profit for me to sell it off. And he was just like, all right, see, this is what I'm talking about. You got to listen to me, Dad. And it was like, all right, you know, maybe you want to something. I mean, so bro, the fact that y'all are having those conversations are powerful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not a conversation I was having at 13. So, you know what I mean? Just the fact that he's, you're already having that conversation shows that um, the work that you've put in on yourself and also learning the investment is already paying off for the next generation. So salute to you for that. Absolutely. All right, man. Listen, man. So so I want to make sure everybody out there, um, you know, I'm going to leave Jose's social media uh, within the description. I'm also going to put a link to his book. Check out his book. Check out everything he has going on, man, because this brother is out here doing amazing work. He's very transparent. Um, he also helps others. So that's that's the reason why I definitely want to bring him on and highlight this brother, because he's just a good overall dude, man. And um, he always spreads positive energy. So, um, Jose, man, last words you got for our audience? Don't be fearful of your own success. That, that's my last word. That That's it. That's this whole year. Walk into your fear. Man, that's powerful, bro. Powerful, bro. So listen, like I said, everybody, make sure you follow Jose. Check out his book. Um, support what this brother's got going on. As you can see, he's, he's very transparent. Um, he's he's out here like doing doing great work and, you know, helping the next generation. And he also, by the way, I want to say on the record, thank you so much because you helped us out with our camp this year. Um, so, you know, you volunteered and you helped us out to uh, make sure our camp was a success. So I want to say thank you. Nah, thank you. Like. My, my kids watch the videos again it's going to help them later on and that's the that's the goal the goal is to ensure that our future generations are living better than we are absolutely appreciate you bro so listen everybody follow jose go pick up the book um you know this brother's out here doing amazing work and listen as we always say it's not about how much money you make it's about how much you keep game elevates and we'll check you guys out on the next episode peace Peace.